Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you are doing well this week. I've missed you. I always, always, always miss you, but you know, you know that's the truth. Now, ah, mi gente, primero que todo, I, from the bottom of my heart, like, for reals, I know I haven't, I didn't show up this week on Monday and Tuesday anyways. It's Wednesday and this episode's gonna go up on Wednesday. Pero it's just, as I've been very transparent with all of you, I'm like in the middle of a move. So it's like, that's kind of been taking a toll. Pero también, honestly, I had still been just trying to navigate and figure out my work life right now. Because with the whole transition into being, you know, an entrepreneur for my own personal brand, like it's, I mean, again, I'm grateful for the deadlines, but they are still deadlines. Just like many of us have had to meet, whether in academia, the corporate world, wherever you are, deadlines, it's just like, ah, and it's just, I think I have a certain, let's say I, let's just, I'm going to paint a picture for you. It's the beginning of a week. And I know that on Tuesday, I have two things I need done, right? And then as I'm getting and working on that stuff on Monday, because your girl don't work on Sundays no more, only half half a day on Sundays, because, you know. And then we have the, something else just pops in, whether it's through my email inbox or this one. Okay, this one, I did, I did have to stop my world on Monday to fully fill this out, but I had an amazing just... Amiga, I, I don't know how much y'all want to learn about the whole entrepreneurial side that I've been navigating, you know, behind the scenes. I know I dabble a little bit about it on the episode and on the platforms, but I just still trying to figure all of that out. But anyways, I had this amazing Amiga. She forwarded me this grant opportunity, right? For Eventbrite. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the platform. Typically, Eventbrite is known for being the place for people to buy tickets to whatever events or workshops a local community may be hosting. So for example, I recently used Eventbrite myself to reserve my spot for an event that Fierce by Mitu is hosting with Legal Miga, shout out to my lawyer, about the business 101 stuff, right? So that's how I used Eventbrite, just RSVP, da, da, da. So anyways, it, the deadline for apps was literally, I believe that Monday, like literally Monday. So I had to sit down and fill out an entire application and obviously your girl, she's she's gone through a good amount of grants and PhD apps, ha ha ha. So I still have a bunch of written work down that like helps me when filling in these things, but it still takes time. And not every question's the same question when you're filling out an application for example, this type of grant program. I personally haven't won any grant program things like that yet, but fingers crossed I win this one because what Eventbrite is doing for all entrepreneurs, content creators, da da da, if you have a following, which we have here, and you apply to this program and you're accepted, you're then in this like, I think it's only for like a few weeks, few months, I don't remember at the top of my head, but it's a, you're put into this program that's for, you know, a, a short while, and you're getting mentored by experts in the community building field, whether it's through health and wellness or sports, fitness, things like that. 
and then they award you $20,000 for you to create and host your own event, but you have to have your event created and hosted by October 1st of this year. So I really sat down and just, especially because that application, I had to write a bunch of stuff out, you know, collect my own data, share my links, but also um, data, I mean insights. And then I had to create a video about why this grant money would mean so much to me. And if you've been hanging out um, in my TikTok lives, I talk a little bit more about me just manifesting an in-person event this year down in SoCal. And obviously, because that took all of Monday, it just took a big chunk of my, but it was still a productive day because then on Tuesday, I really had to just like sit down because you know how like I'm working on the book stuff and my coaching right now, those are my two primary like things I need to get them because the book, well, the book writing process, we're not looking at my work being out for another two years, like an actual physical book, like a year and a half, two years. I mentioned that before. But the coaching, I really have to push it to be obviously successful, but to also be out sooner than later, especially because I coaching will be my primary source of income because, you know, brand deals aren't always promised or things like that. But that's a conversation for another day. And yeah, so I want to go ahead and transition. You know, your girl, she's just got to like let some stuff out and also explain why she's filming on a Wednesday instead of her typical Monday and Tuesday. So let's transition. Let's transition. And one of the things I want to highlight first because I have, I wrote down, like I jotted down my little notes. I don't know about y'all, but I have chicken scratch. I just, I was that student in kindergarten that my teacher would always have to give me reminders about coloring, like when I would color to stay in the line or when I would cut a paper with scissors. I could never, till this day, I can't cut a straight line. There's always like crooked and I don't do it on purpose. It's just the way that my motor skills run. I'm just... You know, that's why certain things, I think you can tell there's just certain things I'm just not good at that, again, require like heavy, like motor skills. I mean, I can eat, I can, you know what I mean? But I'm talking about like writing beautifully or cutting things out in a beautiful, like I'm very, it's very, that's hard for me, but we can't be perfect. So it's fine. I can talk. That's a trait, you know? (laughs) Anyways, mi gente. So I had created literally yesterday a TikTok highlighting academic probation, just the topic. And I used one of the trending sounds. Right now, one of the trending sounds is the, is a Spider-Man verse, whatnot, something like that. And I didn't even know. Okay, don't make fun of me. I didn't even know that sound was from Spider like from the Spider-Man movie. My I only found out because my younger sister texted me saying, You're using a Marvel sound? And then she just like laughs at me, but not in a mean way, just because, you know, if you have a sibling, you know what's up. And she's just like, and then I just respond back. I'm like, am I cool yet? And then she's just like, you're silly. Because that's the thing about my sisters. They they know how to roast. But when it comes to me, they definitely hold back because I genuinely cannot handle getting roasted like that. Like I can't. That's why if you notice, I don't project roasting because I know I can't handle it. There's some people that can roast in a humor way where it's just like funny. Like they're not being like, like mean, mean about it. It's just like, you know, little roasts here and there. There's some people that are just like, they're good at that. And it's funny. No, 
I can't because then it's like I can't handle it because I get emotional. And then if I try to like roast back, I end up saying some super mean stuff that I never really meant in the first place. It's just I don't know how to roast. So it's just same thing. I don't have a sarcastic voice. And y'all know, if you've been with me for a while, academic probation, I'm not a stranger by it. And honestly, academic probation was the biggest canon event, like the biggest like moment that happened in my academic career that really did affect my competitive competitiveness for graduate school, if I'm being 100% real. Porque, and I didn't get onto academic probation because I was lazy. It's just the coursework, the coursework was just at a whole other level than community college. And then I was also navigating working a lot, still navigating things from the home, if you know what I'm saying, because I was living away from school. But that didn't mean like if if you're Latina, you just know. Specifically, if you're first gen, you just know. Even if you live like two, eight hours away, like you know, las las telenovela moments that happen within a Latino, Latina, Latinx household, it's, it still makes its way to you. And then obviously that, just other things, right? So with all of that, and then handling even just like the quarter system, and even when you're in the semester system, it's still possible to land on academic probation. And research does show that it's, research shows, I'm trying to make sure I word it right, that a good, like a good chunk of students that do land on academic probation are first gen. And when you keep going down the list, you hit the minority groups, Hispanics, Latinos. It's, you know, we're not, it's academic probation is just not, it's not a secret, if that makes sense. The same way that like not getting on academic probation as a first gen, amazing accomplishment. Just like for the first gen Latinos, Latinas in our community that land on academic probation, but you get off it or you decide to choose a different pivot, like pivot somewhere else for your life where you feel fulfilled with your career and schooling, that's still a win. That's still an accomplishment. It just goes back to like everybody's journey is different. So anyways, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because every now and then I'm going to throw out content as long as it makes sense and it's aligning with where we're going, especially because like y'all know my coaching services are opening up soon. And yes, hint, hint, one of my primary sectors is going to be about academic probation with my coaching. But anyways, so I was like, let me go ahead and make the video. And right now that video has over 30,000 likes and I've gone through the comment sections and they're just, mi gente, our comunidad, they're just having conversations with one another, validating each other's experience with academic probation. We even have some students, first-gen students that are already in law school telling other first-gen who are on academic probation right now that they were once on academic probation, but they still made it to law school. And I saw a couple med students were navigating the same thing, like they had gone through it. And it's moments like that, whenever I'm able to create that communal space with a piece of content that's focused on the academic experience, like for us, or even when I make content that's more comforting and it just, the conversations with one another, just like, that's my favorite thing. And it reminds me why I continue to pursue. And even if I'm being honest, and this is an aggressive word, even fight for my dreams to keep Cafecito con Estrellita as present as possible, which obviously pushed me into the position where it's just like, I'm navigating being 
a founder. And I mean, I was always a founder, but a founder that's just like, you know, just making things work. So yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. And I, I really wanted to just talk about it and highlight it. And real quick before we transition to the next topic, the reason why I brought up academic probation like affecting me, like it was such a pivotal point in my academic like history journey as, you know, I was applying to grad schools. It's because like, yes, I did get into master's programs right after my undergrad and then obviously, you know, with the credential and things like that, right? But I just, the reason I, y'all know, the reason why... I had continued some type of post back master's, what type of education, graduate education before even applying to a PhD is because my two major GPAs, uh, Spanish and Global Studies, they were balancing like a good 3.5, 3.6. Like they were good. But if you would go back to my overall GPA, because I was on academic probation for two quarters and it just, it wasn't enough, or at least it didn't feel like enough to me at the time. Maybe I could have but at the time, I just didn't know any better. So I was like, okay, let me just go ahead and like bring up my, which essentially my credential was able to do that for me because I had a 3.9. And then I was even able to prove it to myself the time I was at Cal State Fullerton when I was trying to complete my master's, my GPAs were was like a 3.5. So it's like, I could do the work. It's just, I don't know. It was just a different ball game. I don't know how to explain it. But that's where I say it's just like, or maybe it was a lack of confidence, just so many different directions. But I just feel like if I wouldn't have gone on probation, I maybe I could have stood out more. I don't know. Because every journey is different. And well, just keep trying. Like, even if you find yourself in a position where you knew you wanted to be in a PhD, but like you chose the master's or the other degrees first to help the GPA to strengthen your experience, that's good. If you happen to be somebody that got into a PhD right after undergrad because it genuinely worked out for you, that's good too. I just, one of the things that I've been learning as someone with a platform podcast host is that sometimes I really wish I had that solid answer for you, for you all to just give it to you and then all our struggles will just like be fixed. But every, like, sometimes there's not even an answer. It's just sharing, being able to articulate, like me being able to articulate my past experiences in hopes to that be like a seed planted for you or a validation or whatever it may be, that sense of community. Like, I'm going to continue to do that. Even if I can't give you a solid answer, like I wish I could. Now, transitioning. Okay, mi gente. Okay. I was talking a lot about this on TikTok Live, all right? But I hadn't, I was planning on talking about it with y'all on Monday, but then I just, my life, it just, I couldn't, I didn't know, uh, but we're here. So now, okay. Uh, this is why I'm so excited when I start putting the podcast on YouTube so I can read your comments in real time. You know what I'm saying? Pero mi gente. Did any of you watch Flamin' Hot? It's on Hulu and Disney Plus. If you haven't yet, it's all right. I still love you. You're you're good, but I really really encourage you to check it out. I've watched it 3 times already. On Friday when it came out, like I waited at the end of like my workday and I watched it the all the way through the first time just sitting actually paying attention todo eso. And then the second time I just had it playing in the background while I was just 
scrolling on TikTok. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. And then the next day, I had it playing again in the background when I was just cleaning. So I guess kind of like a podcast. <laughs> Anyways, but the reason why I bring it up to you is porque I had... I mean, I I get inspired by documentaries and things. Like, I, I can find inspiration in many different directions. But I feel like for me personally, it had been a long time since I had been as inspired as I was with the Flamin' Hot movie. Because not only did I feel like a lot of what I experienced as, you know, first-gen graduate... Mexican-American, hija de inmigrantes, I felt validated and seen through that movie, like in that aspect. But the thing that brought me the most, like, I guess in a way closure, yeah, we're, we're getting deep, was seeing the dialogue, the just the transitions of Richard Ricardo, the dynamic with him and his father, because we see very early on in the movie Like, we didn't see, you know, the hand being raised on him as a kid, but just when you watch that scene, like those types of beginning scenes, and just, it's just something you feel. Like, you could tell that he definitely went through a lot of the mental, emotional, and physical stuff that many of us experience, you know, like the ups and downs of it. And then we see as he gets older, Him and his dad, they're still just like, the relationship is just so complicated. But he still continues to, you know, go to the house. I mean, it was for different, I won't say too much because I don't want to spoil it, but you know what I mean. And then the dad, he's trying to connect himself back with, you know, God. He's trying to to make himself, make others know that he is a man of God. Things like that, right? And then it gets to a point where it's just like, boom. Like, feelings are getting out, the son's yelling, the dad's yelling, and then they just spend time apart. And then towards the end, because again, I don't want to spoil too much, we see dad and Richard, like, the dad pretty much tells him he's proud of him, and he wishes that he could have, like, been more of, you know, of a, a present parental figure and I don't know how to explain it like regardless with everything else that was inspiration in the movie I felt it I was inspired of it by it but that that whole dynamic that whole thing is just I received a type of closure I didn't know I personally needed and the way that I felt that closure was because I had felt seen because Flame and Hot the movie did a very good job of just like making it known that, hey, you know, this is happening, you know, the whole representation thing, and just, yeah, because, I mean, nobody's perfect. We all try the best that we can with what we know or learn at each stage of life, but the most important is just peace and wanting to just be better, Be open to change, even if it's just like a little bit. Good change, you know what I mean? And I just wanted to share that with all of you because whether you've seen it yet or you haven't or you felt exactly what I was, you know, trying to explain without saying too much in case you didn't see it, it's just, it, oh my gosh. And the fact that Eva Longoria, 
I know there's some news outlets that say she made a deb. I don't know the right word. Don't judge me. Okay. Director debut. I think I said it right. And then there's other media outlets. There's like, she was just the whole director, whatever the case may be. The fact that she was just as involved as she was and the way she just showed up for every like screening for it. I'm just like, I feel like I've, I'm really good at just being vulnerable and transparent with all of you. But what I'm about to say next is like, I don't know. I just I want to I want to share this with you. So, I I love the work Eva Longoria does, like with her projects and stuff like that, you know. And the fact that she went back to school for her masters at Cal State Northridge for Chicano and Chicana studies, because even though she had made it as an A-list actress, I mean, with the whole Desperate Housewives da 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 thing and her other amazing work in the industry, and even the tequila business. She still continues to choose projects that go back to our comunidad. And seeing that and seeing how she's still going and she's like 44, like, of course, like, you know, but the the point is, it's just like, I see someone like her doing it. And maybe this is just me reaching for the stars, but it just, it was also getting me to think a lot where I'm like, dang, because I push myself. I work. Like, y'all noticed, y'all have seen me since I would show up on video without makeup, my hair all bit. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, now I'm, as of, like, a good while, I've been able to show up on camera, like, video more, I guess, presentable, just because things have gotten, like, better in my life in that way with, like, a little bit more finances and then me having more time to actually take care of myself because I'm not juggling like so much. Like, I don't want you to think I treated myself like trash, but I'm also just keeping it real. It was just hard, especially on such like a low budget and then like working with um, fast fun stuff like that. I don't know how or when, but I want to find myself one day in a position similar to Eva Longoria where I'm able to do big projects like that for our comunidad. Obviously in my own way, because, you know, we're from different generations and we've had different experiences. And that's when it really got me reflecting, like, damn, or dang, sorry. I really push myself, like, showing up on social media as constant as I can and just... I mean, I gave a text, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, whether my younger self could was still trying to figure out everything. Like, I really have been pushing myself to make it as big as I possibly can so that I can one day be in a position, not just with connections, but also with dinero, to be able to make big projects like that. And it was just a huge life reflection for me because, like, y'all know this. I don't know why... And no judgment to anybody if they like this type of stuff because everybody has their gustos, but I've never really been into like, I don't know, like brands or like, like expensive, expensive brands or like, you know, I don't know. I'm just very, I'm just very simple. Like, I mean, I have my high standards. Nobody's going to take advantage of me, you know, I'll square up if I have to, but in retrospect, like, I don't know. I'm just very minimalist and I like it. And I feel like I can say that too, because there was a point when I was navigating my master's, I was making like 
pretty like decent income as a master's student because I was working a nine to five, if you know what I mean. But I don't know because you know how there's some people that their biggest goal is to have a house or their biggest goal, which by the way, super valid and super good because I don't want you to think I never want a house. No, I want a house. It's just bear with me. Or like there's some people, their biggest goal is to open up a business or their biggest goal is to get their bachelor's degree or, you know, like there's so many different goals. But my goal has always been, and I'm not kidding you, my goal, like pushing aside academia, pushing aside the business, all of that, my biggest goal has been to change the world. But my world, which is mi comunidad, mi gente, like that's always like... And maybe I sound very delusional right now, but I'm okay with sounding delusional. I mean, that's why I'm on the internet. (laughs) We say some things, but yeah, I just, I really want to do that. And even if I only ever do like one huge project like that, once in my life, I'm happy. I'm content because I did my job. I did what was meant of me because I don't know, like I have this tunnel vision of like, you know? And like, I feel like I'm on the right path because I don't want you to think that as soon as I got my brand manager and my mentor for my book and the business, like the coaching, I don't want you to think that like, I don't know how to explain it, but they literally came to me. Like both of them came. I mean, y'all remember my mentor, she had me write a review next to Eva Longoria on her book. That was an Amazon bestseller the first week and all these things. And it's just like, I definitely had a lot of grieving to do these last couple of months because I was just like, how is it I've spent the last 10 years in and out of school doing the most? I was always an average student. And I know a lot of you know this because I've shared it in the past. I've never actually had a 4.0, not because I didn't want to, but you see how long it took me to get like a very, very good competitive GPA? Because that's just how my learning is. I don't know how to explain it. And I would get so frustrated with myself, but I would still remind myself, no, Estrella, everybody just learns different. And it's like I was always just putting myself in a little box because I also didn't want to be like judging or even sending malas vibras to somebody else, especially other first gen that were just having better grades and better this and better that in school than I was. Like I've, I've never been about sending malas vibras like that. I mean, I'm not perfect, but I'm self-aware because I'm self-aware. I know that like, that's never been my intention. And then that would, a lot of the times, not every time, but a lot of the times for different situations, it would lead me to put myself in a position in a box where I would just see myself very small because I didn't want to think or think bad of others, send bad malas vibras to others or you know what I mean? Make somebody feel bad just because I'm still struggling. And I've I've figured out different ways to just, you know, not minimize myself, but still honor how cool I am. But that definitely took me just like pushing myself out of my box to be like, well, today it doesn't look like this is working out for you right now, but it looks like this path is going to work. So I don't know. I just, I always had myself in a small box, even though I would dream so big and know I wanted to do really good things for our community. I mean, that's why I was aiming for a PhD because I mean, I I know it's hard, but the research that they do is 
it's it's needed, especially if you're working on research and studies that go back to our comunidades. You know what I'm saying? Because like, for example, when I try to research and just find how many female Latina, like what is the percentage of female Latina founders? I don't find anything, but I find the percentage of female founders as a whole, but why don't I find the percentage of like our exact minority? You know what I'm saying? And it's, I also remember too, when I was trying to find even the percentage of like transfer students at an undergrad institution. Yeah. It was just always hard, which is why it's like, you'll never hear me discredit or devalue the power, the work, the research behind the PhD. And that's why I know one of my core values with just pers- motivating y'all to keep pursuing the dreams and passions that feel aligned to you. I'm always going to do that because we literally need everybody in our comunidad in all these spaces for that representation, for our voices, our stories, our experiences to be seen, heard, validated, etc. Now, with all that being said, I had spent the last 10 years just putting myself in this little box and... I finally got to a point where, again, I was just like having a hard time accepting. I'm like, why was it just so challenging for me in academia? Like I knew how to do the work, but there were just certain things that would just like feel almost, I don't know, almost impossible. I would still try to just pursue, pursue. And then as soon as the PhD doesn't work out, I open my email inbox and I start getting like these partnerships I've never gotten before. The brand manager, I never even thought I was capable of having, if I'm being serious, because when I hear someone like that, I think of somebody that's like, has millions of, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm still figuring it out, but I have a game plan, if that makes sense. And I feel like a lot of us do too. Like, I mean, we figure stuff out and we have a bunch of plans just in case one blows up. We got others and we just go from there. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm telling y'all too, and I've mentioned it before in the past, it's not a secret. It's just like, I've gotten to a point, an age where it's just like, if I'm just not meant to get married and have kids, uh, sorry, I get emotional when I think about that. It's just, then that just means it wasn't meant for me. But that's why I'll just continue to put in the time, the work and love that I would have put in my potential relationship, my potential marriage, my potential children into the work that I'm doing. And then, you know, if it ever gets to a point where I do meet someone or I don't know, I'll figure it out when I get there. But for the time being, and honestly, having that mindset of literally just working for things and pursuing for things, like without, I don't know, it's just, it's helped me a lot. Where it's just like, I'm, I keep working as if I'm just always going to be single. I keep working as if I'm only going to be like providing for myself. And I guess like when you say it out loud and all retrospect, it's like does today. I mean, that's why, but I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I mean, y'all know this, like three years ago, I had barely like hit the point where I'm like, dang, nobody is, nobody's going to come and save me. Cause I always thought it would be a guy. Cause you know, all the, all the stereotypes and things would be shown and I'm not saying it's wrong because there are some people where it's just like that does kind of happen in their story and it works out and they're both good and there's just some people where like it doesn't and then if a guy comes in and saves you and sweeps you off your feet it doesn't have to be in a way where you're a complete damsel in distress it's more of just like 
let's say you had just been hustling and working for so long and then you just meet somebody that like it works and it feels easy and they just they want to love you unconditionally and be there for you emotionally like someone I would still consider that being swept off your feet because they're they're wanting to do that for you and you're not like a damsel you're you're doing the thing you're making your money you're studying you're taking care of yourself and oh my gosh huh mi gente this is why i have a podcast this is why i have a podcast and tell me why i know y'all can't see it but my hands just like shaking oh my gosh probably cuz i just have so many thoughts and i'm like girl you talk so 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 much but that's okay now mi gente uh, we are slowly i know i don't love this part but you know it comes up uh, we are slowly trickling coming to an end of our episode today but I'm definitely going to tell you this. And I don't know if I just had this epiphany because like I had missed my typical Mondays and Tuesdays, but l- let me know. I'll pr- have like a Q&A session at the end. I know it's only a Spotify feature. Again, this is why I got to push Cafecito onto YouTube because the Spotify feature, I know if I like enable it. Yeah. If I enable the feature, there's like a text box where you can write like a Q&A, but you can treat it like a comment section. But Apple Podcasts no tiene. So I'm like, ay, Estrella, you got to get into YouTube, girl. But, um, que le sigo decir? Oh, yes. One of the things I want to throw out there, um, and yes, I'm definitely like, it's a, okay, I don't know the word, but anyways, bear with me. So if you haven't already, please, I highly encourage you to follow me on LinkedIn and just literally type in my name, Estrella Serrato, or even just type in Cafecito con Estrellita. I'm one of those, I'll pop up. And the reason why is because since I've become full-time entrepreneur, I've been on LinkedIn a lot more. And because you know, your girl talks a lot. Your girl, she just connects with people on the internet no matter who it is, I've been coming across a lot of resources and opportunities that you just don't typically find on Instagram or TikTok. I mean, I feel like for so many, that's like dust today. I mean, that's what LinkedIn's for. But okay, I don't know about y'all, but when I was trying to navigate LinkedIn while I was in school and just navigating life, I didn't understand it. Like no matter how hard I, like I was just confused. I didn't even know how to use it, nothing. But now that like, I'm full adult mode, if that makes sense. And then again, I'm my own like brand and stuff like that. I've been using LinkedIn, I guess, I don't want to say, let me not use the word, I guess. I've been using LinkedIn more strategically. And more strategically in the sense where it's just like, you know, I repost, I share certain things, and then I ask specific questions. And then one thing leads to another, one thing leads to another. So one of the most recent questions that I asked, which... It had like a bunch of views and there's some responses on there. That's really good. Was asking if Argente knew of any other scholarship programs outside of the Hispanic scholarship fund. Because we love that one. It's, we love it. It shows up for us and we love the the Hispanic scholarship fund. And I had mentioned that, but I also wanted to know if there were any more. And turns out that right now, the platform Latina Professionals, which you can find on LinkedIn, but I believe they're also on Instagram, they have a scholarship going on right now. I believe it's Sueño Scholarship. And I've just been finding things like that. And I share and I ask and someone responds or you know what I mean? 
which is why I encourage you to follow me on LinkedIn. Even if you don't have like the most fanciest LinkedIn, who cares? Like you'll figure it out. If I figured it out, like you can figure it out. And I'll, I'll always do what I can to share insightful things to make sure that things get brought. So with all that being said, I'm so proud of you. Keep going. Always thinking of you and cuídense y hablamos pronto. Adiós.